my pleasure now to welcome back to the program the president and CEO of Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. He is Tim Lywicki. Tim, how you doing? I'm good, Dave and Dave. Thank you for having me here, and uh, welcome back. It's uh, really exciting to be at the end of April and going into May and uh, having uh, basketball games at the ACC. It uh, most certainly is, and it has been uh, a, a difficult few days, I, I would say, for, for the NBA, uh, going back to the weekend with the Donald Sterling story uh, trumping a lot of the basketball action for attention of late. And could you share with us a little bit, as, as a member club of the NBA, when that story broke, how how uh, what kind of communication is there because it is an LA story but it certainly touched every franchise in the NBA and how did you guys manage it what kind of communication was there between the league and the teams before Adam Silver's decision yesterday in New York well I, I think um, I, I I read it early I was up uh, early Saturday morning because I couldn't sleep uh, we were in uh, New York for the the games there and I have a bit of a unique perspective. Uh, I ultimately negotiated and, and convinced the Clippers to move into Staples Center, so I know them well. Um, I think um, it was a defining moment for our league. I think that I'm very proud of our commissioner. Uh, I think his first most important test to date on leadership, uh, he passed with not only flying colors, but I, I admire the fact he took it personally. Uh, I'm really proud of the players. I think they did an unbelievable job of coming together and making a statement that we will not tolerate hate in our league, that this is a league internationally that is seen as the most diverse and most progressive in our stand and our commitment to the community and the fact that we uh, are about everyone. We are the, we are the most progressive of the leagues as it, as it relates to our stand in the world about equality. And so I'm proud of the players that they came together as quickly as they did and took the stand that they did. And so now we move on. But um, a very defining moment and, and a very defiant statement from our commissioner. Uh, is there an official position uh, of the Toronto Raptors, and might we assume that there is uh, full support for the commissioner? Uh, you know, uh, just one interesting fact. The deputy commissioner is here tonight. We, this is the sixth visit in two months between either the commissioner or the deputy commissioner to Toronto. It should not be lost on anyone how tied in this franchise now is to Adam and his leadership and vision. Uh, I've known him for 20 years. He is one of my good friends, and I could not be more. Larry feels the same way. Uh, there is not one ounce, not even one ounce, of doubt in our mind about his ability to deal with this issue in the way not only that he's dealt with it to date, but he will continue to deal with it going forward. And the, and the Raptors are representative on uh, on an NBA uh, committee by Larry Tannenbaum, a committee that will deal with this uh, with this issue as it as it proceeds. You would uh, expect to get full reports. Uh, it's already been assigned to that committee. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the commissioner followed through on that immediately. Uh, and uh, Larry and I are headed to New York uh, for meetings tomorrow with one of the other leagues, but I know he's, he's going to spend some time, again, uh, talking to uh, the NBA folks, and, in fact, many of them are, are going with us tonight. So the, the good thing that's happening now to Toronto and the Raptors is we not only have awoken a, a country towards our league and our sport, and in particular this team and our players, but I think we also have... Uh, more of a voice, more of an ambition, and more of an agenda with the league. And so it's it's good that, uh, again, the deputy commissioner is here tonight. 
and it's good that that we are actively involved in in the major issues going forward on how we shape our league, how we shape our our compass and our our conscience of of the sport and and the and the place we stand in the world community. We are in conversation with Tim Liewicki, the president and CEO of Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. Tim, when you took this job, uh, I'm going to say 14 to 15 months ago, one of the things you talked about was wanting to address the Toronto Raptors, that you saw enormous potential in this team and in this brand that had not been exploited to that point. How much, in terms of where you would like to see this franchise go, have you been able to get just by what has taken place the second half of this season, and might I say what has just taken place in the last 10 days or so? I think it's it's proven uh, one theory uh, that we've had. Uh, it's proven that theory out, which is this is a country that is on the verge of a revolution in basketball, whether it's the players that are being drafted, the players that are going into the NCAA, the number of participants on an amateur basis, the ratings that we're now enjoying as a team. Uh, we, we are now witnessing the growth and, and, and the explosive growth of our sport in this country. And so it's something that we believed in, something that we fought for, something that we ultimately uh, took a bit of a risk in, in trying to plan for. And to the credit of our players, they've done an extremely good job of accelerating that timeline and giving us an opportunity to prove that vision to be correct and accurate. That said, I think uh, Masai and I are, uh, and, and Coach Casey are an awful lot alike. You, you don't find us getting too giddy right now. We weren't out here when they raised the banner. I don't look at the banner. That doesn't count. Uh, when, they, when my staff told me they were going to do it, I said I think it's a mistake because it doesn't mean a thing. Um, we, we have one thing in mind. And that is the Larry O'Brien Trophy. And, and so for us, success is not a playoff series, win, lose, or draw. Uh, this is a good step, and, and we need to understand we're still the underdogs tonight. And I would predict that the Nets still, in my opinion, are favored to win this series. Um, we have a lot of work to do to get to where we need to get to. And what you won't find in the three of us is an enormous amount of celebration. We haven't had that and won't have that. But that said... I'm, I'm really proud of the fans, um, really proud of, of what they've created inside this building. This is a real story now in the NBA. It's not just the series and the two teams in the series. It's the 16 teams in the playoffs. This environment right now is the best environment in the NBA, and I think that is a great testament to the fans of the city and maybe a little bit of an explanation to the built-up demand I kept on hearing about. They're anxious to win. God bless them. If I had a basketball in my hand right now, I'd call a timeout, and I'd turn to our producer, and I'd ask how much time we have left so I would know when to ask the Leaf question because um, <laughs> you know it's coming. I'm okay with it. We, should, we are a should multifaceted we, organization. Should, should we switch sports now and then go back to basketball if necessary? We can, you, can, you can call the, uh, the audible we can, on that we can, one. We can go into Leaf mode right now All right. if you like. When might we expect an announcement on the coaching future of Randy Carlisle? Uh, what I could tell you is uh, Shani is everything I thought he was. Uh, he's very analytical. He is uh, passionate. He has a great work ethic. Uh, he is spending an enormous amount of time on one-on-one -on -one meetings. He is meeting with a lot of the players. Uh, he's meeting with the coaches. He's meeting with the assistant coaches. He's meeting with the trainers. I saw him meeting with an administrative assistant the other day. He's thorough. Uh, he is very analytical, and he's a sponge, and he's soaking in a lot of information. But I can also tell you 
that Brendan is going to make changes here. He's going to change our culture. We are not afraid of that. Uh, we won't make changes for the sake of making changes. Uh, I think him and Dave Nonis have had a, a good two weeks. I think uh, all of those that predicted this would never work, uh, the first two weeks proves you absolutely wrong, and I'm proud of that. Uh, they, they have a like mind on where they're headed here, and I think in the near future you're going to begin to see some of the results of the amount of time and energy they put into analyzing what's wrong with this organization and, more importantly, what could be right with this organization. Are they focused on trying to identify not just why this team hasn't won more but the nature by which they have come up short because it, it's been well documented. It's three years in a row and three that which three collapses, if I could use that term, I think it's fair, uh, that on, on, in and of their own would have been significant. But to happen three years in a row does raise some eyebrows. Yeah, I, you know... As an example, we spent some time this morning, and, and Shani and I are involved on a daily basis trying to figure out what I could do to help him uh, and what I could do to figure out how to help Dave on analyzing how do we fix this thing. And, and I'll take a lot of the heat here. You know, a lot of people, I think, have been unfair on Dave Nonis. Um, this is as much my mistake. I let this team alone, and I shouldn't have. It's not for lack of desire, energy, passion, or, by the way, some knowledge about what we need to do to win a cup here. But I thought this team was okay. It's not. And now we're into every aspect of this organization and what are we doing wrong and how do we fix it. But more importantly, how do we build the best organization in the National Hockey League and test the boundaries of some of the technology, some of the analytical skills, and some of the structures we see in other sports, including the NBA, hmm. that we need to put to work here. And that goes to every aspect of our organization, including how our locker room's set up. And so these guys are doing a complete assessment, and it's not pretty in some cases. We, there are some tough decisions we're going to have to make here. But what I will assure you of is this is not a sacrificial lamb or a change for the sake of appeasing, nor is it a review process ultimately that is um, simple fixes. We're trying to figure out how we completely dynamically change the future of the organization. Very similar to what we did when we let 14 people go and we brought in Messiah and we rebuilt the Raptors. We're going through that exact same process now with the Leafs. Uh, my question about uh, when uh, a coaching decision might be announced, I believe your answer was imminent. No, I, I think at the end of the near day. Near future? In the, in the, fu in the near, near future. future. Uh, and that's a decision that Brendan and, and Dave Nonis will make. And I know they are spending every day and a portion of their day working on that, and that's their decision. And and uh, I'll probably hear about it just shortly before you guys will, but and that's the way it should be. The definitive part of your answer was that without promising a new coach, you said we are promising change. Could, you, could you be specific about what will change, what must change, if the coach doesn't? No. Uh, my job is to say we're going to change. My job is to say that our culture is not right and we need to fix it. And my job is to now give them the resources necessary, including occasionally the gentle push, to tell them this is not acceptable. Now, I will tell you flat out, in case you can't tell, my tone changed from a happiness and a passion <laughs> of the Raptors. I'm ticked off about the Leafs. For those that think we're not paying attention to them and those that think 
then I'm happy because we now get to hide behind the Raptors. You do not know the intensity of the conversations going on in our shop. We're going to fix the Leafs. We will never go through 12 out of 14 again. And if people don't think I don't know it, I know it. It's 12 out of 14, and it was something we won't accept going forward. In conversation with Tim Liewicki, president and CEO of Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, I'll close on one other topic, Tim. Uh, Dave Hodge and I had lunch today at Real Sports, and as I was going in today, walking into the restaurant, I turned to my right, and there was, by pure coincidence, David Braley, the owner of the Toronto Argonauts, and he introduced me to one of your executives who he, he was having lunch today. I don't know any more than that. Uh, but can you That's up- already too much. Can, can, you, can, you update us, uh, can you update us at all on where things sit between the, uh, the Toronto Argonauts and potential uh, involvement with Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, either in terms of ownership or uh, BMO Field and arrangements like that? Uh, so we, we continue to spend a lot of time on working with the federal government, the province, and the city on trying to finish BMO. We continue to spend a lot of time on who's going to play at BMO. Um, there's some good things going on here, and it's not just a conversation about the CFL. And I'm going to leave it at that, but I could tell you we've been working on a couple of things that are going to dramatically shape and shock uh, the city in a positive way, and we'll leave it at that. How long will we have to wait to find out about those things? Uh, th- those things are going to have to happen, and not all of them do we control. Some of them we do, some of them we don't. But I'd say by the summer... Uh, the the fruits of our labor, and more importantly, um, the 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 fact that people are willing to ultimately invest in this vision of BMO and what it could be from an event standpoint. I believe that's going to pay off a lot quicker than we thought with some good things. Uh, Tim, listen, we really appreciate you dropping. Say you have the owner of the Argos eating at your restaurant, if not paying. We're, we're, we weren't, we weren't, <laughs> we, were that, we weren't that close to knowing that, but uh, whether that matters or not, no, it I means guess I'm not. going to tell him to start going to 11. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Lywicki, President and CEO of Thanks, Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment. Thanks so much.